I'm Marissa Donnelly, host of the Vulnerability Podcast, a podcast series focused on being vulnerable, being emotional, being deep, and talking about topics that people often shy away from. In this podcast series, you'll see stories of faith, hope, inspiration, darkness, frustration, and everything that really challenges us to speak to our human experience and to do so in shedding our skins and being vulnerable. Welcome back to the Vulnerability Podcast. My name is Marissa Donnelly, your host, and today I have Janine Lopiano, who is the co-founder of Sputnik Futures and Alice in Futureland and co-author of Tuning into Frequency with her partner, Joanne DeLuca. I am so excited to dive in not only to this conversation, but into this book. I actually have it in front of me, Tuning into Frequency, the invisible force that heals us in the planet. Man, do we need healing right now? <laughs> Welcome, Janine. How are you? I'm very good. How are you? Good. You know, we've we've been talking a little bit about the crazy times we're living in right now and the ups and downs of, are we sick? Do we have COVID? What's going on? I think people right now are just craving healing and knowing what that is. So I just want to dive right in. What does it mean to to tune into frequency to try to heal? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's actually a great question and something that has been challenging, if you will, both traditional and I'd like to say complementary um, practitioners. And, and for us, it really is about becoming aware that everything around you and within you is energy, basically, right? And we emit energy. Um, this energy exchange actually happens between our cells, like all the way down to the cellular level. It's actually within our biological systems. It's how your cardiovascular, your respiratory, your circulatory system runs. And we also emit an energy field. It's one that extends beyond our skin. Um, And all these energy fields of the body within and beyond is what science is now calling the biofield, right? So the idea of tuning into frequencies is becoming that much more aware of your presence, of your essence of of having an energy field. And, And it is becoming so scientifically validated these days because you have things like magno, um, um, I'm going to say it incorrectly, but, but magneto detectors <laughs> and e- EKGs and so on. You know, we have these devices in the medical field that are able to track and see these energy, you know, to see how this energetic fields are running, like, like your heart, you know, basically beating out, beats out an energy field, right? Um, and then, you know, and the heart, you know, in itself is amazing because now scientists are understanding it has its own uh, brain, you know, they call it the heart brain. And it actually emits the heart fields, right? It emits three feet out from our body. So if you and I were sitting across from each other right now, we would be sitting in each other's heart field. And this is like, you know, fascinating new research that is going to help us understand how our emotions are even in these energy fields around us. Another great example is nature. You know, everybody being stressed out with COVID and the whole, you know, um, sort of weight, if you will, of social distancing. Um, You read more and more about people getting outside, right? Getting outside and walking and connecting back with nature. And there's a real, real health benefit to that. Um, So it's not just something that you feel makes you feel better, but it scientifically is doing something to you. Because in nature, trees communicate with each other, you know, so that that feeling when you walk, even if in a little bit of a wooded area, right, you get this feeling that you feel grounded, 
you know, in a sense, you know, and that's part of the Japanese tradition of forest bathing. And in the book, we have a whole chapter, I won't go into it, on how interspecies communicate through frequency, everything from whales, um, being able mm -hmm. to find, you know, you know, um, their family, if you will, and, all, and, and um, even elephants on land. It's just amazing. And then, however, there is that important fact, and that's why we say be, you know, tuning in the frequency and understanding what is around you, if you will, and becoming aware, is the fact that we're walking in a sea of electromagnetic frequencies. And these are both natural, you know, the earth has an electromagnetic frequency field, I, I won't go into the science of it, but it's, it's a known factor, you know, it's the frequency of everything around us. And then there are the man-made ones, right? The ones that we make because of our mobile phone that rarely slips from our hands, right? You and I mm -hmm. talking via Zoom right now, the appliances mm -hmm. in our home, everything to even the high tension, you know, um, power lines that provide electricity to our homes, right? These are all man-made electromagnetic frequencies that are actually causing uh, an interference, an interference, a subtle one, you know, because we're not, not everyone feels it immediately. But there are people that do feel this biological interference that's happening. Um, and it's a new and a very important disease called electromagnetic stress, right? Um, so there's a real um, long-term biological effect we're going to learn that these man-made frequencies around us, you want to have faster Wi-Fi, well, you're now immersed in this goop of electro man-made electromagnetic frequencies. Um, and there have been studies actually since the 1970s in the U.S. where a woman led a study of an area that had a lot of electrical power lines and how children had ADD and other diseases, a high, uh, a high occurrence of those diseases. And today scientists are actually looking at how it's going to influence um, what they call environmental diseases, the diseases you can get over your lifespan, just such as cancer, right? Diabetes, if you're not born with diabetes, you can, you know, get that you know, due to lifestyle. And of course, like I mentioned, the stress-related conditions, which COVID is part of it today, right? And all of this mm -hmm. can definitely affect your immune system. So tuning into frequency, just to sum it up, really is understanding that energy is everywhere from light, you know, the sunlight and the lights around you to sound, to electromagnetic waves that surround us, um, you know, and also are part of the intricate, you know, if you will, networks inside of our body, um, harnessing um, these extraordinary, if you will, powers is what is going to help you um, understand and start almost tuning into your own healing. Um, and actually, it's going to be part of some amazing medical innovations um, that are coming, uh, coming very soon, too. <laughs> That's so exciting. You know, what fascinates me about this the most is I feel like when I hear about tuning into frequencies or like people talking about energy, it's usually, you know, in the, in this whole, like, oh, you know, energy around you, like people don't really see it as, you know, research-based and factual. They see it as like woo-woo, you know, like, oh yes, mm -hmm. there's energy and it's, you know, you put out energy and you get energy. Um, and so it's really exciting to kind of dive into the actual factual science and, you know, the, what you said about, you know, our hearts and our actual, like the fields around us, like the stuff is real and it's really cool. I think when we can actually see it as real and see the value in it, because it's such a part of who we are 
as humans. And then, you know, when you consider the animals and nature, and I've always been so fascinated by like echolocation and, you know, like dolphins and bats and those creatures that can like find a mate by sounds underwater. I mean, that's crazy to me, mm-hmm. but it's so, it's so real and so fascinating. And I think right now, like, especially with the virus and people just feeling so much more stress than usual. And like you said, so much more technology use than usual, like that does play a role. And I think it's really important that we wake up to those different things. How are these things affecting us? What can we do differently, you know, and what do we need to tap into to really help ourselves in a very digital world? Mm-hmm. Well, one of the, um, one of the most simple things, I, I think uh, you know this, Marissa, and you've been tracking this for so long, this rise of mindfulness, right, and meditation, mm-hmm. um, you know, that, that really was, I mean, to really meditate and get into that meditative state takes years of practice, you know, in the true uh, sense, right, and people now are just trying to um, still their mind, if you will, and escape, um, walk away from computers, um, you know, there's digital detox weekends, people are planning with their friends, and so on. But, but for people really struggling with the anxiety and fear, guess what? It is a very real thing. And um, we actually spoke to a few scientists about this and researchers. And one of the, one of the big recommendations um, in a very simple way is to practice self-compassion. Like really, you know, and think about it. Uh, we all start, most of us start, you know, with our morning cup of coffee and hit the ground running because we probably have tons of Zooms or we're helping with our children, right? With distance and, and in real life, uh, you know, going between both uh, schooling and so on. And so you never really have that time out for me. And I know you, everybody's been hearing this from a lot of experts and they're right. Because when you give yourself a moment of joy or peace or compassion, right? You're actually giving yourself a release of oxytocin and from the brain. And oxytocin is that feel-good hormone, right? It's known as the love hormone in the body. Women happen to have a, lot, a higher percentage of it. Um, it's actually found in our breast milk, right? It's what we, it's the, they call it the nurturing hormone. There's so many names for it. Science is just look, starting to wrap their minds around you know, what, what triggers this release? How does it help with empathy? How does it help them with compassion? But one thing they found is that when you, when you do release more oxytocin from the brain, right? Um, and it, that's part of the, the reward uh, feedback system and more. Um, it travels through your vagus nerve. I'm simplifying it. <laughs> and it helps to balance your adrenals. You know, we've all been hearing now, first, everything was about, right, the gut, micro, you know, our gut health. We're now mm-hmm. hearing about emotional, you know, inflammation. We're hearing about adrenal fatigue. There's so much that is happening. Um, and and it, it's all very important because you need to help boost your immune system. Well, a good release of oxytocin helps that. When you're overstressed, you know, you have a high release of cortisol. And cortisol is that fight or flight, right, um, hormone. And it's not good. That is what stresses your adrenals. It stresses your whole system. It triggers your immune system to be stressed. Now, you may say throughout your day, you're having a little bit of stress. So you're worried about your next, you know, project delivery or, you know, getting dinner on the table, whatever. But believe it or not, those little, little bits of stress, can undoubtedly have this massive human health threat to yourself. You know, it can, it can, it's something that a, um, a scientist and researcher had explained to us, which she called biological embedding. Now I do a lot of research and I, I hadn't heard that term, right? 
Uh, we had uh, interviewed uh, Dr. Jennifer Sumner. She's out of the Sumner Stress Lab at UCLA. And she studies post-traumatic stress disorder, especially in women, you know. And what she's been finding and tracking is, you know, we know that post-traumatic stress is, is a larger occurrence, if you will, right? Um, a very deep impact of stress on the body. But she's also been finding that sometimes our body doesn't have that resilience, right? When these big stressful things happen because of this buildup, you know, this biological embedding, this imprinting, all these little moments of stress, these little moments to you and I, you know, in our daily life, but we're triggering this excessive cortisol. We're triggering this adrenal sort of like fight that's going on inside of our body. And that builds up over time. It really does have a long systemic effect. Um, and we're going to hear more and more about it. I mean, uh, even the World Health Organization, everyone is understanding stress, right, as a, a, a global human health threat these days, right? So it's, it's very, very important to take care of yourselves. And, and, and one of the big things to remember, there's another, I just want to point out another interesting work. Um, he comes out of Nicholas Christakis. I don't know if you've heard of him, out of Yale University. He was one of the um, first uh, researchers to look at how our emotions were connected through our networks in real life and online through our emotions and how our emotions mm -hmm. travel through these networks. And it's a very real thing. So yeah. even though we're home and distancing, your emotions, right, are, are connected when through your, you know, uh, Instagram and your Facebook and your mm -hmm. TikTok networks and your family networks. And you, in turn, can affect your friends and your friend friends up to three degrees or more of separation. And they base this research on a very um, foundational longevity um, clinical study out of Framington, Massachusetts, called the Framington Heart Study. So there's real science behind this. So in essence, you know, for your health and what you can do for yourself, and even if it's five minutes a day, is take a, or throughout the day, practice these micro moments of self-compassion. Like give yourself a moment to tune your awareness into your body, hear your heartbeat, like really sit and listen to your heartbeat, you know, and things like that. And, and actually you can help your health, that of your family and friends. Um, and literally, like seriously, you're going to be spreading good vibrations. I love that. I mean, my, that's been my whole mantra throughout this quarantine is like, you know, we're, we're distanced, we're socially distanced, but we don't have to be disconnected. And it's so fascinating to see that there's actually research behind that, how we're still, you know, our emotions are very real and very valid, even if we're not, you know, sitting across from each other at a coffee shop. But we're still being affected and we still have an effect on others. That's encouraging, I think, especially right now when it feels like we're kind of in our own little isolated bubbles. <laughs> yes, yes, it definitely is, definitely is. Another thing is sound, right? How many of us like listen to music, um, mm -hmm. feel it, dance it? We know that music is the universal language. We take it for granted in a way sometimes, right? That the sound around us, the music we play, um, there is some very, very serious research into sound and how sound will be our medicine in the future. Um, you know, we at, at, at Sputnik and Alice, we've had the pleasure of speaking at the, I'd like to say the pioneers in, in the science of sound, if you will, right? And sound healing. Um, and um, one of the biggest things that we've learned from these experts is that 
everyone has um, their own sound, right? It's almost like a sonic fingerprint. And if you understand your own sound, you can actually heal yourself. You can actually find a moment of bliss. So another thing to add to what you could do every day, if, if there isn't that mindfulness, even listening to the music that makes you happy for five minutes gives yourself, gives yourself that moment of self-compassion as well. Yes, I'm totally resonating with that. Uh, that was actually advice from a friend a couple weeks ago that I was like, okay, you know what? Like, you're right. Like, I, I haven't really been listening to like music. I'll try it out. And I started doing it in the morning between like getting ready because I'm I'm doing um, homeschooling for my son and five other kids. So my life is a little crazy in the day to day. Um, and I'm usually up really early doing some prep. And then it's kind of like my transition between getting the school day ready and then getting like my son ready, catching up on his homework turning our house into the school. Um, and I started listening to music in that like 10 minute span. And I felt like an actual physical change from like stress and like tense because I was always in a rush, like, okay, got to walk the dog, got to get like kids ready, you know, got to get food, eat coffee. Like it was just always so much in like that 20 minute span. And I started listening to music and I was like dancing around the kitchen, like felt motivated. And it was like, this is really cool. Like, why don't I do this more often? And I think like, I feel like people fall on either one side of the spectrum where it's like, either you are so busy that you forget to tune into that kind of thing of like, what do I need to relax? Or, you know, where can I have a quiet moment? Or where can I rest? Or where can I listen to music? You know, there's that. Or there's the opposite side where it's like people are so constantly stimulated that it's really hard to like tune back into like where you are in the present. If you're always like, I have a podcast going and while I'm walking the dog, I'm listening to this. And then I'm on the phone and, you know, I'm Zoom call to Zoom call to Zoom call. We're all like, there's that, you know, overstimulation. And I think there's also the balance of like, where are you purposely disconnecting from that too, to then tune into like, what are you really feeling or what are you experiencing in the present moment as opposed to distracting yourself? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And, and music and everything you're, you know, we're talking about is actually the way that you can feel that you're healing through frequency. Um, it, it's, it's a feeling that you can get, you know, cause everybody, you know, sometimes ask, there's, there's a lot of debate, quite honestly, you know, and a lot of questions around what exactly is healing, right? Cause mm -hmm. healing is very, very subjective, right? Uh, you're going to heal and feel much different than I will. Right. So there is no one blueprint <laughs> on it. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I think one of the four thinkers on that, on this is uh, Jonas Salk, you know, the, the man who actually gave us the polio um, vaccine and, and did some amazing work in our um, medical field. He had um, proposed that you never um, ask a patient, um, how do you feel or what's going on? He would always start off a, let's say, a, a consultation with a question that, that evoked feelings. One of his big questions was, what makes your heart leap? Right? Tell me about a moment in time where your heart leapt, that you Love felt that. joy. We don't do that today. Mm -hmm. you, do you know what I'm saying? And it's when you can almost go back to that moment or sit and think about it and then understand the circumstances around it, you start putting yourself on, if you will, a healing path, right? Because a lot of healing is in needs, especially with energy healing. It involves you. You are the science. You are the technology, okay? It's your individual intention, your focus, like you're, like you're saying with all the craziness that our mind and our physical bodies are, are in a schism right now of overload, right? 
you need that. That's why these micro moments, if you can just start with that, is you need your individual intentions, your focus, your active participation on yourself. And that actually starts the healing, right? And oftentimes it's emotional blockage that could be the underlying root cause of a lot of things, which, you know, translates to stress as well, right? So, and then it also in the healing um, realm, um, you know, some people look to the mindfulness apps, the meditation. I mean, there's a reason why it's a 10 million plus business, you know, um, and, and growing like crazy uh, in the U.S. Um, but then let, I just wanted to get back to the music because I, I forgot to mention that there is an interesting study that we found fascinating, all right, and, and to what you're saying about, you know, how do you heal? It's called the SYNC Project, and they're up in Massachusetts, right? And they developed a personalized uh, music platform. And what they've done is a study on how you can use personalized music, music that resonates with you, all right? It's not a... a, a um, you know, a sort of canned uh, playlist, if you will, really is personalized for you to help alleviate pain. So they're confirming through their research, the efficacy of personalized music, right, as almost like an adjunctive pain reliever to people that, you know, may be relying on opiates and things like that, you know, to help manage their own pain. Um, and they're seeing some fascinating results. So, um, and I think you all know that there's been um, some research there, uh, small pockets. That's why, um, you know, some of the clinicals and the studies and the research in energy is a little hard to validate on a, a mass level because they are these smaller, more controlled and what they call subjective clinicals. But there are people that have played music um, and use it before patients go into an operating room. And you've heard that, you know, um, Dr. Emmett Ars, I think back in the day said he played music when he was operating, you know, in, in the room. And then also to the patient in the healing process. And they did line studies where those who that received the music and those who didn't, the ones who received the music healed faster. So um, it's just, we're going to find such amazing things. I'm excited when we can actually start tapping sound and music like we tapped you know um how could i say uh, mindful practices into mm -hmm. an app i can't wait for the day that you know yeah. our playlists are really really going to be engineered or bioengineered or, or or i should say um bio mixed if you will to heal us it's going to be amazing it's so encouraging too, because I know so many people have, especially lately felt like the end of their rope. Like, you know, I've tried everything or I'm, I'm doing all that I can, but I just can't, you know, people are surviving the day to day. And it's just really encouraging to hear that there's so many different ways to heal that might not be, you know, the traditional way. Um, but instead of, you know, turning towards what's the next drug I can take, what's the next, you know, way I can block you know, my emotions, what's the next vice I can lean into? It's, this is real and actionable and hopeful of, you know, the things that are a part of our, our innate selves, our nature, music that we love, you know, song, dance, like these things are just so encouraging to me because it's like, you know, we're finding parts of ourselves that I think we've lost in our very like fast paced digital lives. Um, it just brings a lot of hope. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it definitely does. And, um, you know, we, we um, these are the, these are the obvious things that we've been talking about, but the excitement behind it is the research to validate it to me, mm -hmm. right? Um, and then there's the others that if anybody out there's ever experienced Reiki, touch therapy, um, 
acupuncture even, you know, these sort of healing modalities using the energy biofield um, and, and actually us, us harnessing our energy, working with the practitioner that is helping uh, provide information, if you will. It's like, you know, these two energy fields meeting to work together um, is very, very powerful. And there's so much research going on out there. Um, we've recently spoken to Dr. Uh, Shemini Jane, who is the president and founder of the Consciousness and Healing Initiative. Um, very excited about them because they are now trying to gather all of these smaller, if you will, more subjective personal little trials, um, help support um, clinicals, um, and actually show that biofield, you know, healing with the biofield and energetic healing um, can be a, a very validated alternative and or a first go-to in a healing process, right? Um, in, instead of going, you know, to the doctor, like you said, and taking a pill for pain or something for depression, perhaps we just need to retune, if you will, our bodies, right? Um, to resonate with us and with everything around us. Um, so it's some fascinating research and there's so much underlying information that goes into that. Like we, you know, we hear that we say woo woo today. A lot of medical people <laughs> say that. But I'm encouraged when people like Sloan, Memorial Sloan Kettering um, Cancer, you know, one of the biggest institutes in the world, and many other medical universities are teaching medical oncology acupuncture because they are now seeing how it does help with pain, how it does help um, release and move the body and the body feels. They're teaching it. Right. And that's going to be in, you know, and anybody who's ever had a, a, a family member or someone with cancer, I remember back in the day in my own uh, personal life, the AMA, right, our standard American medical journal for people go then going through chemo and stuff, handed out a, pa a pamphlet. And in that pamphlet, they talked about imagine a white light coming through the top of your head. Right. And now bring that white light down to where your pain is in your body and your cancer and help it heal. Help, help the chemicals and everything in your body help that area heal. They were teaching meditation. Pretty amazing, mm -hmm. right? And this, this is now for me is, is over 20-something uh, years ago. Mm -hmm. um, so we all know, you know, you go to regular doctor, your back pain, your insurance company says, go get acupuncture first. So we're get slowly, slowly getting there. Um, but I'm going to be more excited when we start really tapping into the real science behind meridians, Right. Um, there's some amazing work. Um, I just want people to realize why sun and uh, light, if you will, frequencies around you are so important to your body and getting that sunlight. Um, it's not just because of seasonal disorders, um, but it's because it feeds the cells of our bodies because in our, our cells, actually, they speak to one another and they transmit this energy between them. And we're finding that the energy releases what they call biophotons right? And biophotons are actually um, the light, if you will, the light source that comes from the sun. Photons are the particles that the sun releases, right? And comes down to here on earth. And that same photonic particle structure from the sun and light is the energy in between our cells. And this is the empirical work that comes out of the Max Planck Institute in Germany and others. And there's an even rising interest on that um, because they're talking about that um, the DNA in our 
living cells actually store and release these photons that they're called biophotonic emissions. And that may actually be a key to illness and health because sometimes if that communication, it gets stagnant, you then you have sort of, it, it, it contributes to what they call the zombie cells in your body, you the cells that don't duplicate anymore. They just lay around like, you know, the night of the living dead, if you will, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Amazing. And that, that they say is part of the communication chain, the daisy chain effect, which uh, Dr. Maywan Ho had talked about years ago, that, is, that explains why, right, why things like touch therapy, Reiki, the movement of energy in the body, um, everything that traditional Chinese medicine and others, Ayurvedic has taught us, um, the meridians, how do you activate the meridians of the body, which is that sort of that movement, that energy dialogue that says, okay, guys, I think there's almost like a, a soul cycle class. Come on, guys, you need, you need that energy. You need that instructor to get you all as a group to keep going and working and reaching your greatest potential. Mm-hmm. Um, it's amazing, really is amazing what we're learning. It truly is. And I feel like you've just shared so many you know, so many amazing names and so much amazing research to really show people that it's beyond the woo-woo, it's, it's real. And it's, you know, there's so much to get excited about, just about ways that we can change the trajectory of our lives, the trajectory of our healing, what healing looks like. Um, and, you know, it just brings so much hope, especially in such a difficult time. Is there any last pieces of advice that you could give to people who are maybe just starting out in, you know, this exploration of, themselves, their own frequencies, what they can kind of do as their next steps? Yeah, um, research what's out there. Um, I think that, and I think that we all are becoming more aware, you know, we all go to, you know, Dr. Google, right? (laughs) Uh, When we need to find out things about ourselves. Um, Turn that into looking at the things that you resonate with and make you happy. I, I would really suggest if you do love music, right? Um, and sound, really look into that. Like I've experienced a sound bath, amazing. I've been in drumming circles and I'm not a practitioner again. I'm a researcher, researcher, cultural analyst and writer. Okay, I just wanna, um, um, can be skeptical just like everyone else out there, which is what put (laughs) us on the, seriously, it's what put Mm -hmm. us on the path of research and why we went with and first spoke to physicists, scientists, people in the labs, not practitioners. You know, we went the science route to really understand what's happening. You can do the same thing too. Um, there are um, amazing, you know, I know that there are apps out there and stuff like that, but there are amazing, very validated individuals in research um, in sound. And I, I start with sound because I think that's one thing that people, you know, you don't have to work too hard at it. You just listen, right? And you be with it and you enjoy it. Um, there, excuse me. There's the um, Dr. Jeffrey Thompson, um, look into him. He's the founder of the Center for Neuroacoustic Research out in California. He's doing fascinating research in healing the body, mind, heart, spirit through a real scientific application of sound. And it's brain entrainment. And he has an amazing system on sleep because I know sleep is the one thing that has been disrupted, if you will, for most people during these times. Um, so, you know, just be careful of the, uh, things out there. You want the ones that have that sort of science validation, right? And, and for instance, like Dr. Jeffrey Thompson has worked with NASA, which is, you know, the astronauts in space, because, you know, don't forget in space, sound doesn't really travel. And, and, and there is that sort of emotional and psychological effect that happens when you're in space too long. So he's working on sounds that can help keep you, you know, um, 
you know, coherent and, and, and well. Um, another one is Dr. John Bailu. He was at the forefront. Um, he was a psychotherapist, actually. <laughs> um, and his basis, he's now a naturopathic physician as well. And he pioneered biosonic repatterning, um, which actually, very interesting, is a healing um, sound modality that uses tuning forks so that you can get like one tuning fork, believe it or not, and I've experienced this, and you start spinning it around the top of your head and that tuning fork actually um, tunes into the electromagnetic frequency around you and you feel it, your mind, your body starts feeling this sort of like, this not dizzying, but almost like a dramatic change in the way you're thinking and feeling at that moment. So there are so many things that are at the forefront. So if you're an explorer, I would say look more into that. If you want to go the simple route, um, especially for stress, sleep, um, just dealing and coping and giving yourself self-compassion every day, I would probably start the sound um, route because I think that's the easiest for us to get our hands on. Um, but again, look at the science that's out there. Uh, it'll make you feel like you're really doing something um, that's not woo-woo, as we said earlier, um, and can have a huge like positive um, you know, long and systemic effect on your health. It's wonderful. This makes me excited. And I'm like flipping through the book already thinking about where I want to start my research. But I just want to say thank you for sharing all of this. And it's, you know, it's so true you get that your excitement. I mean, it's palpable. We can feel it. And I just appreciate you, you know, talking about the book, talking about some of the research you've done, talking about, you know, this area and why it's so important for people right now. So just thank you for coming on and sharing all of this. And how can people get connected with you and your co-founder and your team to learn more? Um, sure. You can go to our website, aliceinfutureland.com. Um, everything is there. Uh, you can contact Joanne and I via email. Um, and um, our email is on there. And also through our books. We have uh, Tuning Into Frequency, um, as Marissa has been so kind to review with us. We, our next book coming out is Hacking Immortality. Uh, that will be in January. A lot of tips from real science, if you will. Uh, what you can take today to extend your life because you know a child born today can truly live to 120 and it's not too late for you to to extend that as well um and we also have po our own podcast series um on spotify google and um itunes on apple uh, and it's called the allison futureland series so we, we we talk to more people that are even um beyond what's covered in our books so there's some great learning um that we want to share with the world. So we really appreciate, Marissa, you giving us the time to join you. Absolutely. Thanks so much for being here. And, you know, I've already learned a lot, so I can only, uh, only hope that people will take this and, and run with it and start to change what, what it looks like to heal, to be, and to move through this time and beyond.